In partnership with Trauma-Free World, the International Network of Children's Ministry presents Trauma-Informed Children's Ministry, a podcast dedicated to equipping children's ministry teams in order to elevate trauma-informed care of kids and families in the church. We believe children's ministry is the most futuristic and strategic ministry of the church. When you are on the front lines of this key ministry, you need to be informed about how to effectively serve today's kids and equipped to create environments where all kids can meet with Jesus. And preparing you to do that is what this podcast is all about. Are you ready? Let's dive in. My name is Michaela White, and I get to serve as the executive director for INCM, as well as the host for this podcast. Today, we're going to be debunking common misconceptions about trauma with Julie Cooper and a special guest, Dr. Chris Corbett. In episode one, Julie and I spent time defining trauma and trauma-informed care. It's possible that as you listen to that conversation, some misconceptions around trauma might have surfaced for you. I'm excited for this conversation because it will equip you to understand how to address three common misconceptions that surround trauma. To help us do this, Julie Cooper, who serves as the Senior Vice President of Training and Curriculum at Trauma-Free World, and I are thrilled to welcome Dr. Chris Corbett to our conversation today. Dr. Corbett serves as the Children's and Family Ministry Specialist at Southeastern University and oversees their Master's in Family Ministry program. She has her doctorate from the AG Theological Seminary focusing on emotionally healthy spirituality in children and is a passionate advocate for the flourishing discipleship of kids and families. Chris, we are so glad to have you joining us today. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Michaela. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so glad we're talking about this topic. It's so important. Absolutely. You know, before we dive into debunking some common misconceptions about trauma, Chris, I'm wondering if you would share a little bit with us about your view as to why there may be some of these misunderstandings surrounding the reality of trauma. Absolutely. Thanks, Michaela. Personally, I think that one of the main reasons is because we haven't talked about trauma enough. It's Mm -hmm. one of those things that's there but we're not talking about it. We're not creating safe spaces for families to be able to share. I think we're seeing a trend where this is really changing, but so many times when we show up to church, we feel like we have to put on this face that everything is great in our lives and we're afraid to be real with one another for lack of, for fear that we're going to be judged or or what people are going to think of us or any of that kind, you know, those sort of things. And, um, I think we have to get past that and really create that safe space so that people can talk about it and say, you know what, this is, this is somewhat normal, unfortunately. And also I think we don't, we don't talk about it or we have these misconceptions because we don't understand trauma. We're not comfortable with it, especially as leaders. And honestly, I think that we avoid those things that we're not trained to talk about or that are uncomfortable. Yeah. We feel so unequipped to handle it. And it's just, there's so much, it's so much bigger than we are. Yeah. You know, what we don't understand, we have misconceptions about. Yeah. I think one of the things you said there that really stands out to me is what we don't understand, we can have misconceptions about. I think it can also lead to some fear too, that we, we fear what we don't know. And so, you know, it creates this vicious cycle of not attending to that thing that's there that we can sense is there, 
we don't really know what it is or all of the the factors that surround it. And so it can create a little bit of attention. But this episode, we are going to um, settle some of those tensions a bit. So let's let's dig into some of these myths that we're going to um, unpack here. So Julie, would you kick us off? What would you say is misconception number one and how would we debunk it? Thanks, Michaela. I, misconception number one, that trauma is rare. Um, all Tons of recent research is showing us that trauma is actually not the, um, it's not the rarity, it's actually more the rule. So a couple of statistics that um, have really jumped out in this past year. One is that the World Health Organization has released that right now of the 2 billion children alive on the planet today, 1 billion have experienced violence, abuse, or neglect in the last year. So not even their whole last, their, their childhood, the last year, that's half of all the children alive. Um, and the National Council for Behavioral Health has released a statistic that 70% of adults have been, ex- have been exposed to trauma. So that's either that of abuse, violence, neglect in childhood, or things like uh, systemic racism, violence, natural disasters, uh, domestic violence in adulthood, which again, just shows us that for the kids in our ministries, as well as I know we'll continue to talk about this, the entire church population, trauma is not rare. Um, You know, Dr. Corbett was just sharing about how we may be afraid to share um, because we don't understand. And one of those things is we don't understand that it's actually not rare and that our brothers and sisters out there many more of them have experienced it than we've realized. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, I think that that just highlights for me how important it is for us as, as children's ministry leaders to be walking into that environment, environment, not seeing trauma as, you know, one kid or, you know, that, that one family, but having eyes open to realize this is more common than it is rare. So we can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. Really important. Thank you, Julie. Um, so Chris, misconception number two, what would you say that is and how would you address it? Misconception number two is that trauma is limited to extreme situations or environments. It's really critical for us to recognize that trauma comes in many forms. I think that when we hear the word trauma, our minds automatically go to these big events like death or war or abuse. But the truth is, is that trauma can come with many circumstances. I am not going to actually like give examples because I don't want to limit it because it can really be just about anything. What's really hard about this misconception is that we often filter things through our own experiences. And when it comes to trauma, we have to remember that it's subjective. So trauma is very personal and it's not necessarily just the event or the situation that identifies something as trauma, but it's the person's experience of that. Mm-hmm. And so we all, we usually think of it as an event and rightfully so that's okay, but it's more so to do with how the person interprets that event. So you could have two children in your ministry who experience the same event or the same circumstances, and one of them, um, it becomes a trauma, and one it may not because it's so personal and it's so subjective. So really, 
for this misconception, we have to begin to expand our definition of trauma. Yeah. And also kind of take it out of our own experiences. It's so hard not to interpret things from our own perspectives, our own experiences. It's just something that we naturally do. But in order for us to effectively minister and overcome this particular misconception, we have to get outside of our own personal thinking. In fact, I think it requires empathy for us, right? Because empathy requires us to temporarily forget our frame of reference and step into somebody else's frame of reference. And that can be really, really hard because we might think, oh, this is ridiculous. Why is this causing so much trauma for them? And unless we can get past that, we're not going to be able to effectively minister. It doesn't matter what I think. What do they think? What are they experiencing? And how is this impacting them? So moving past that idea of thinking that trauma is just this big event to trauma can be anything that causes a person to fear or experience some of the things that come with trauma. Yeah, I think that's a a really important lens for us to put on when we are looking at the kids and families, when we're looking at the kids and families in our ministry, because, you know, personality, background, culture, all of those play a factor in how they see or experience and internalize something as as a traumatic event. So I, I really appreciate you highlighting, don't, you know, put yourself into the situation and see it only through your lenses. We've got to expand our vision. Um, that's really, really wise. Julie, coming around to our final misconception, how would you define number three and what do we need to know in order to debunk this one? Great. Thanks, Michaela. So misconception number three is that it's the reality of a traumatic event that drives the experience of trauma. And part of this is exactly what was just shared, that perception piece. There's another piece as well that has to do with what what kind of resilience does a person who's been exposed to trauma have? Um, you know, research tells us there are resilience factors that actually buffer against these experiences. So vulnerable children who are lacking things like external supports, um, affiliation with outside groups, positive connections with safe adults, those kids are more vulnerable. Those kids are more likely to continue reliving out their traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. Whereas kids who have uh, resilience factors around them, uh, they, they fare better. And one of the beautiful things, um, and I hope we can touch on this in future episodes as well, one of the beautiful things about children's ministry is it provides a perfect place for some of those resilience factors. Like I just mentioned, external supports, positive connection with safe adults and affiliation. So that's safe and connected to a group that is contributing towards your growth. That is exactly the opportunity we have. And I just heard a, a fantastic quote about resilience from Mary Vicario that says, resilience allows us to create the life we want instead of merely recreating the life that's familiar. Right. And we know when we lay the gospel on top of that, we really have the ability to impact the future of kids' lives. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'm, I think that's inspiring just to know that children's ministry really is a prime environment for these kids who've experienced Absolutely. trauma to move towards healing. Yes. Um, 
okay, so we've addressed three major misconceptions surrounding trauma. We've debunked the ideas that it's rare or that it's limited to extreme situations and the myth that it's the reality of traumatic events that drives the experience of trauma. So Chris, um, as you reflect on our conversation today, what final words of encouragement would you offer to our listeners as they consider all the information they just took in? I would say that I think it's really important for us to remember that first and foremost, ministry is all about relationship and loving others. Mm -hmm. Trauma is one of those areas where we are probably never going to feel equipped to handle what happens because it's so much bigger than us. And there's so many things that go into it. And I think that sometimes as children's leaders or pastors, we want to fix it. I mean, it is so heartbreaking when we see the kids in our ministry, the families struggling. And, and, I, and I know we just want to fix it. We want to make it right. And we can't because ultimately we're not the ones that are called to heal or restore or save. We are called to love. That's what Jesus says. And as it relates to what we've been talking about, we love by being there. We love by listening. We love by being sensitive to what the Holy Spirit might tell us to say or to do, or sometimes we just, we're just there. And I think that as you think about all of this and even the resilience factors that Julie mentioned, um, in children's ministries, we can make a difference. We can love on these kids. And I know that research shows us that one person can make a difference. So I guess what I would say to the people that are listening, our, our community, I would say you have it in you to make a difference because Jesus is in you and you might feel ill-equipped and you might not know what to say or what to do, but that's the beauty of a relationship with God. He will lead you and he will use you to make a difference in the lives of these kids. And you as one person can make a difference. Amen. Amen. I so appreciate you highlighting that. I think that's one of the reasons why we're even doing this podcast is because we believe so much that a children's ministry leader has the opportunity to make a difference in the life of a child. Um, So thank you both for your um, just wisdom sharing this with us in this episode. And thanks for listening today, friends. We really do hope this conversation equipped you to elevate trauma-informed care in your children's ministry. Uh, In our next episode, we'll be joined by Julie and Chris again as we explore the facts surrounding how trauma impacts a child's biology. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. To learn more about INCM, you can get connected to what you need to serve kids and families at www.incm.org. And if you're ready to take intentional steps forward in trauma-informed care, connect to the resources from our partners at TraumaFreeWorld at TraumaFreeWorld.org. We're so glad you joined us today, and we're here to support you along the way. Cheering for you always, friends.